There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 12 of season 3 of Van Helsing. Woo! (laughs) A very unexpected episode, that's for sure. (laughs) It was so weird. Now, I personally ended up watching these back to back. Right. So... I'm watching these and I'm like, wait a second, what the hell? I'm so confused. I, I don't know. I felt like things just kind of went like major left turn. Yeah, absolutely they did. So weird. All right. Well, you have some ratings news for us. Yes, I do. Episode 11 brought in a 0.06 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.337 million viewers, making it the 120th rated cable show for the day. And episode 12 brought in that same 0.06 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.321 million viewers, making it the 114th rated cable show for the day. But that's not the real news. On December 18th, reported from Hollywood Reporter, the NBC Universal-owned cable network has picked up a fourth season of the Canadian import only without showrunner Neil Abute. Instead, Jonathan Walker will take over as the showrunner for 13 new episodes that will air in 2019. LeBute mm. will still be involved with season four and will write three scripts for the series while juggling his time as showrunner on Netflix, The Island. Haven't heard anything about that. I'll have to look into it. Having been in the writing room on Van Helsing since season one, I'm excited to take the reins as showrunner from Neil LeBute, Walker said. Season 4 will delve deeper into the iconic lore of the vampires and their ultimate goals for this world. Mm. Yeah, new villains will rise along with unexpected heroes joining the fight. Interesting. Yeah, we have a fantastic build planned for this this season, and I'm thrilled to share it with our dedicated fans. There's a lot going on, so we at least know we have another season. Yes, that's great news. And I'm wondering if they waited so long because they were trying to work this out with the showrunner and get a new showrunner. I think so. Interesting. So much happening. And 13 episodes, so we know that we get a full season. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. With the way this is going, we're going to need it. (laughs) Right? Because, I don't know, like I said, it just... It feels like they're throwing more stuff in there to give us more questions. Right. So, I don't know. Especially this character that we had. Yeah. So, we'll go ahead and jump in, and I think everybody knows what character I'm talking about. Right. All right, episode 12, Christ Pose. Scarlet is reunited with Axel, but he is badly injured before they can find Vanessa. A mysterious man helps them find their way. Oh, really? 
<laughs> Flesh and Jolene are fugitives on the run from Blotet. Yeah. We open on the island, and there's a Wilson there. That was just kind of funny, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Right. I'm like, how long has Scarlet been there that she's kind of losing it? Right, well, 23 days on the island, and she's about to launch her handmade raft, but not without an argument with Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) And this argument kind of points out not only the loneliness she feels, but the helplessness as well. But of course, this helplessness extends far beyond her inability to get on with her journey. She's been at this for more than four years, and though she and Vanessa have made significant progress, the reality that it may be all for naught can't help but gnaw at her. So, you could see that She was really kind of struggling with things as she was about to get off the island. It was kind of funny, too, because she was like all ticked and it's, you know, nothing's working. She goes back and she's just looking at the book. Right. And just angry and she throws it and what does she find? Yeah. (laughs) A life raft with paddles. So for (laughs) basically three weeks she's been there. Now she's at least had food and has been safe. Right. And... I would say she had that time to decompress, but of course, when you're decompressing and you're just stuck with your thoughts, that doesn't necessarily make it good. Right, because in 23 days, Vanessa could be the dark one. Right. And she have have no idea. She has no idea. So, yeah, this is just gut-wrenching for her. Right. So we go back to Axel's hometown and we see Axel packing up to leave. Yeah, what was that about? And she actually says it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what the hell? You said you'd wait here forever. I'm gone a little bit, and you're leaving? He's, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, do you think he was actually going to leave because of the situation that had happened? Oh, absolutely I do. Now, he that says, oh, cool. I'm just going to, I was just going to go look for gas. No, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think he was packing up to leave. But fortunately, Scarlet is able to, Flag him down before he gets too far down the road. And after a quick hello, they get on the road to find Vanessa. They have to stop to look for some gas, which kind of maybe verifies uh, Axel's uh, statement that he was just going to look for gas. Kind of, sort of. Maybe. How much driving has he done and we've not seen him stopping and (laughs) getting gas? Right. And they walk into a daywalker trap in which Axel gets blinded by a shotgun backfire. Now, as soon as I heard that kind of uh, SOS happening, I'm like, come on. Right. You that, know this isn't good. No. That's when you turn and go the other way. Now, what I don't understand is, was that shotgun set there by somebody to backfire and basically leave somebody for the daywalkers? I wouldn't put it past them. Because it just seemed really convenient the way it was placed. and Right. They but actually then, kind of, the fight led him to it. Right. But then what, you know, I had questions and I know Steve and I were both tweeting at the same time with this one. And I'm like, wait a second. Why isn't he just, you know, healing up? I'm like, cheese and rice, you know, flesh jumped off a building. Right. And he was fine. But the shotgun blast is really screwing with with Axel. Yeah. Is it 
have something to do with the length of time they were a vampire? I would have to say more than likely yes, because the longer you're a vampire, the longer the blood is able to, shall we say, change your DNA. Mm, okay. At least that was what I was having to assume was that, yeah, I mean, Axel was a vampire for a while, but probably not near as long as uh, Flash. Will was, yeah. Yeah. And then as this whole battle is going on, you see some guy just kind of walk, look at the action, and walk away. Right. And Scarlet sees him. Yeah. And I'm like, what? what is happening? Yeah. Who is this guy? And why isn't he coming to help? And she's like, hmm, okay, not my circus. Right. So, of course, Scarlet turns to this stranger for assistance, and they patch Axel up enough to get him out of the woods. And... For those of you who recognize this man, this is Jeff Kober, who recently was also in The Walking Dead. Total different kind of character. Right. And yeah, night and day, the attitude. And I didn't trust him one bit. <laughs> Everything I've ever seen him in, I'm telling you, I've always, I'm like, nope, I don't trust this guy. And it's something, and I feel so bad saying that because <laughs> it's something with that like kind of sly smile that he has right like i just always feel like he's trouble yeah yeah and he kind of reminded me of a little bit of jeff bridges with the beard and everything it was like wow okay <laughs> that's weird <laughs> yeah his little like i just expected the mustache tips to be waxed and everything it's like <laughs> yeah but things just got really weird with him. Oh, absolutely. Because we find out that apparently there's an infection that Axel's fighting and, well, he's probably not going to make it. And this is when I'm like, come on, why is he not healing? This right. doesn't make sense, sense to me. No, it doesn't. And that's why. And I don't remember if you had tweeted anything out about it. I'm like, is this guy like the dark one or one of the other elders and he's screwing with them? Right. Yeah. At this point in time, it very well could be. But then he brings up faith and faith and luck and what you can and cannot hold on to when the world has gone to hell. That's why I was really like, all right, this has got to be one of the elders screwing with them. Right. He tells her the story about the tornado that he... Should have been dead, but just out of nowhere, disappeared before it struck him. And Right. And okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, well, tornadoes are known to do strange things. They'll drop out of the sky out of nowhere and then go back up out of nowhere. So, yeah, uh, but that's just not, leaving him yeah. in a phone booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the odds are slim to none. So he's apparently a very religious man, or at least he is these days, especially after the tornado incident, and believes that everything is part of God's master plan. Now, of course, Scarlet is far less inclined to chalk things up to the man upstairs, because if this is his plan, then he is not someone she wants to get to know very well. Yeah, if this is his plan, dang. Yeah. Hey, scorched earth for real. Yes. <laughs> We're definitely uh, living the apocalypse here. Right. Although, they, and again, this moment that we're about to talk about. Right. I'm like, ah, uh, come on. Right. 
because they have to try to find Axel some antibiotics and they make Scarlet's not leaving him behind. So they come to a field and then out of nowhere, there is a horde of daywalkers heading in their direction. And this ain't just a few. This is a couple of hundred, it looked like. Yeah, these daywalkers are really multiplying. Quickly. And of course, Scarlet and even Axel's ready to fight, even though he couldn't see anything. But the guy basically convinces them to just be still. And sure enough, the walkers all all go around them. Yeah. Without any of them sensing, smelling, or anything. Now, now wait a minute. (laughs) Right. And somebody's like, well, there's like a boulder or something right there. So they'd have to go around, which, all right, I get that. But how do they not, yeah, sense them, smell the blood, something. Right, yes. I mean, at the end, we do get, okay, he's not like Jesus or something, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yes. But I still don't trust that he's not some kind of, I don't know, something to intervene, whether it is good or bad. But still, it's like, we've got to come back because the fact that he's only in this one episode, he's lived this long, just kind of hanging out by the river. Yeah, by himself. Yeah. I feel like they have to bring bring this storyline back next season. Right. Sure be nice to get to <laughs> i'd like to know yeah i would too now with axel getting worse they uh do come across a abandoned ambulance which they what? are able to uh, get some antibiotics now, of course scarlet saves the guy's life because he's in there looking and a walker comes up scarlet yeah like the feral him. was like attached underneath or something yeah, it was weird looking yeah i'm thinking that he was like in there and yeah, they had him like strapped down or something, but yeah, it was strange, but she doesn't say anything to the guy. No. And of course the antibiotics aren't quite enough to save him, even though he was doing better, but then he got worse and Scarlet unwilling to accept Axel's near certain death or to carry on without him or leave things to chance goes and grabs a wounded daywalker and forces him to bite Axel. Oh, yeah, because he did not want to bite him because he was smelling him and he's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that nasty taste, which, of course, cures him. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why didn't Scarlet try biting him? Right. And then, like, she was going to kill the daywalker and the fisherman is like, no, no, no. He did what you asked. Let him go. First of all, that's dumb. Right. But second, why didn't she just bite him then to try to cure him? Right. Because we don't know anything if, because we haven't seen them bite a daywalker. Van Helsing or, yeah, them bite a daywalker. So I was questioning that too. Right. Absolutely. So with Axel cured, they're leaving the fisherman's camp and Scarlet turns around and sees him walking out to the middle of a pond to fish. Right, and I think everybody lost it on Twitter. <laughs> yes, they did. They're like, wait a second. Yeah, what's what's wrong with this picture? And then, yeah, you see that it's like a submerged pier or something. Right, that there was a concrete walkway that he's walked out on. But Scarlet isn't able to see it. 
So is it possible that Scarlet's meeting the fisherman will give Scarlet some faith that she can use to help Vanessa from going dark? I don't know. Do you think that that was just enough to kind of tweak her in the right way? I think so. Now, how she's going to use this, I don't know. First, I thought, well, maybe she'll be able to talk Vanessa down off the ledge from going dark. And that's what I'm going with right now is the most logical way that she would go about helping Vanessa was just being able to use not really his words, but how she feels about it. Okay. To uh, get Vanessa to come, come back down. to the light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this time, walk into the light, Vanessa. <laughs> so we do get to see a couple of our Denverites. And this time, it's Jolene and Flesh who are in the bus and having a bit of an adventure as. They attempt to stay alive when things go awry on their trip to Loveland. Yeah, what was up with this other prisoner who decided they wanted to break out? So obviously they know more about Loveland than our people. Right, absolutely. Yeah, but, she did not want to go to Loveland. She didn't feel like she did anything wrong to deserve to go to Loveland, and she wasn't going. Right. And then, like, I'd rather die. It's like, what the hell is up with Loveland? Which, well, again, I'm assuming that's something we're going to come back to. Oh, absolutely. And I really think that with Blatek being in charge of Denver, it's not good. Yeah, probably not. They're probably experimenting. They're probably the yeah. ones creating all this mess. Absolutely. On a much larger scale. scale. Yes. So, of course, the lady breaks out and causes the bus to crash as she's fighting for weapons, and Phil's trying to talk her down, but not having any luck. Now, this is my question. So, Jolene and Flesh happen to be handcuffed together. Right. This woman who crashed the bus managed to kill all the guards there right. on the bus. Yep. So, there was no other guards following them, as far as we had seen. Why not take that five seconds to grab the handcuff keys? Right. <laughs> Instead, they go running off in handcuffs together. Right. And they come across a house and go inside to look for something to cut their chains, which they would have stayed at the bus. They would have found the keys and just unlocked them easily. Mm -hmm. But the two use the time to bond over their shared relationship woes. And Jolene tells Flesh if he really wants his wife to forgive him, he's going to need to forgive himself first. Good point. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't know. I I have a feeling that Jolene's actually going to be good for Phil in their adventures. I think she's going to be able to talk some sense into him where Julius really couldn't because of how long he had really been a vampire. And we really don't know that much. I mean, yeah, he did have a family, but it's been so long ago for him where... Jolene, she's living it right now. No, that's true. So, of course, with the bus crashing, there's guards out looking for any of the stragglers. One enters the home, but they use their handcuffs to choke him out until he passes out and grabs his gun. And Jolene actually uses it to set them to break the chain. Well, you're still attached. Like, well, it's still attached. Right, but yeah. at least they're not attached to each, each other. other. Right, which 
definitely would have gotten awkward the longer it went on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. So as they leave the house, each wants to go their separate ways. As Phil wants to go to Loveland, Jolene wants to go back to Denver, but once again are caught by another guard looking for them. And this was really interesting, though. Yes, it was. Because this guard is, okay, what do I do, you know, on his walkie? Right. Because they stop, and they're telling him, we'll kill them. And he's like, what? Yeah. You know, like, this guy is like, no, we we have the prisoners. We should just bring them back and take them where we're supposed to. And he really didn't want this to happen. No. And so what the hell is going on? That's, again, something going on in my mind. Oh, absolutely. These people are like, oh, no, no, they... We need to get rid of them because it, you don't even know who caused the shit, but you're like, no, we need them to die. Right. And I was really weirded out thinking, all right, this black text thing is way more than even what I just said earlier here. Right. But, you know, they basically finagle the poor guard into shooting them. Right. Yeah, because he's got the bo- gun pointed at Jolene and... Phil's just telling him, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. And they're telling him, his bosses are telling him the same thing. So he finally pulls the trigger, but Phil jumps in front of him and takes the bullet for Jolene. Oh, yeah. And they both go down. Now, at least Jolene was smart enough to be like, okay, we're going to play dead. Right. <laughs> Since she didn't know this was something that Phil was planning. No. And sure enough, the guard walks up to him. Phil grabs a rock and knocks him out. And again, surprising because Phil does say, I don't remember if it was this guy or the last guy, he's like, I won't kill somebody unless I have to. Right. It's like, okay, so he's going to leave them alive, although this may be a bad idea with these guards at this point. Right, yeah, they may not (laughs) fare too well with their bosses. Right. So, you know, they pat him down for the keys for the Jeep. Pat him down for some handcuff keys. Right. (laughs) Jeez, nobody thinks that. Right. But they do agree that the only way to accomplish their goals is to work together. So Jolene makes Phil promise that if she goes with him to Loveland, that he will go back to Denver with her for Doc. And he makes that deal, so off to Loveland they go. I just feel like going to Loveland may not be the best of ideas. First, like maybe going back for Doc would have been easier. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? And just the thoughts that we're getting another season. And was Loveland the way to go first? Yeah. What's up with our fisherman guy? Is he good? Is he bad? Is he chaotic neutral? What's going on? Yeah. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts. Head over to our website, www.fangirlzone.com. You can go to the Contact Us page, and you can find our Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr, and I think I have Barrow up there now, too, for us. And we have every way for you to contact us. Let us know just what you think about the whole thing, because this was just so weird to me, like some of the little things that happened. Right, yeah, for a penultimate episode of a season, this was a pretty big head scratcher. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like we have to loop around to basically everything that happened in this episode. Yes, absolutely. We'll see, though. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about us. 
They can listen to any of the sci-fi talk. And we do hope you're enjoying the show, of course. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I don't believe in miracles, and I'm out of options. And until next time.